welcome back to the OGT podcast. HUD, whose time are we on? God's time, baby. God's time, bro. And tell them what we're going to be talking about today. All right, guys. So what I wanted to break down today was how to apply Bible stories, okay? So a lot of times when we're growing up in children's church, wherever we're at, these Bible stories, they just kind of seem like, oh, we don't have anything scheduled today. Let's talk about Jonah in the well or uh, Paul... Saul becoming Paul or something like that, but I really like to dive deeper because what I really think about the Bible is that it's so complex that even the wisest can't fully comprehend it, but a child can grasp the idea. And I um, I thought that when I was in Zambia, and that's always really clicked with me. But uh, what we kind of wanted to do was just take some stories and really break them down to where it's on a deeper level, level but still to where it's like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Right, right. Um, I wanted to talk about Luke first, and then Caleb, my boy, my dog, Slum, you know how it is. Uh, he'll take over somewhere else. But uh, what I wanted to go over was the parable of the sower. I'm reading out of Luke 8. Um, I'm pretty sure this is NIV. Yeah. And really what the idea is yep. that um, a sower goes, and he spreads the seed. And the seed is the word of God, right? He's spreading on the path, the rocks, um, the good soil, and then the thorns, right? Mm-hmm. on the path it's going to get trampled people walk all over it um on the thorns it gets choked out okay uh on the rocks it doesn't even grow root um and then on the good soil of course it grows and sprouts into a beautiful flower right and the idea behind this it's comparing us to the soil right mm-hmm. and the seed that we're taking it like Let's say you're in the good soil, you're in good stains with God, you're firm in your faith, you're going to grow, you're going to sprout. But those people that are the rocks, that the word never even caught with them, right? So we're just like these soils. And um, it also keeps going on to uh, going on to judging how the fruit you bear out of that. And that's really the part that people don't dive into as much as I'd like. Yes, Yes, is is we are judged on the fruit that we bear, not necessarily what we look like. Mm. Because how do we show up to church, bro? I mean, to the T, you know. Uh, oh my gosh! <laughs> right now, right now, no. But well, yes, and and speaking on that, that it's so funny that you say that. I want to talk a little, and I know we're going kind of Old Testament, New Testament vibes, but I want to talk about in the New Testament, you know, like the Pharisees, like you talk about, like how the like. Like it didn't resonate with the people like the were the rocks or whatever. Like right. with the Pharisees, they were so much. And if you guys don't know, the Pharisees were like religious leaders. They were the people that apparently had everything figured out. They knew all the scripture. They were, they studied God intensely. But what they never did is they never allowed God to shape and mold their hearts. They right. were so prideful with their knowledge that they never like, like. Uh, NF likes to say perfect, uh, perfect people don't exist. So don't pretend to be one. And mm, we exactly. see that in with the Pharisees, you know, they told another story. They told Jesus whenever they, uh, there was an, a, a woman that was an adulteress and she cheated on her husband or whatever. And so the Pharisees were like, number one, uh, there's, no, I don't know many places in the Bible where it says, Hey, grab someone and beat the crap out of them because they were like beating the crap out of this woman. And sorry, but they were like beating the crap out of this woman. And then they brought Jesus over there. And then uh, they were all like, hey, uh, what should uh, should we condemn this woman or should we do this and that? Because they like basically 
uh, they split with what they should do. And Jesus looked at them and he said, he who is out, he who is without sin cast the first stone. Right. Right. And they, and they were right. basically saying that he was basically saying you don't have sin. Like, or no, he was saying that you have sin. Everyone does. Yeah. So you shouldn't be judging her. You should be worrying about shaping your own heart. And that's what they didn't get. Right, bro. And shaping their own heart. That just goes right back to the the fruit we bear. Mm. Um, I had a good talk with somebody that I was close to that was making a big decision. I was like, are they really in in God's will? Are they in or is it God in their life? And they're like, Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, Well, you know, right here in Luke, where it talks about the parable of the sower, it talks about the fruit we bear and how we're judged on that. Mm. Not necessarily what we say we are, but what what are you producing, right? Yeah. What are you really saying you are? What the Pharisees, um, so many people, I know so many atheists that have more head knowledge about the Bible than most Christians say they do. Right. Because they can argue with you all day, you know? It's like, it doesn't really matter what you know. It's about what you practice, right? right? You have to let the Holy Spirit do its thing, and you have to allow the fruit to bear in your life and everything that you do. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Like, we have to display those things every day. And we're not just talking to you guys. I don't want, I feel sometimes when we get on here, we're like talking to you or whatever, you know, like this is us, man. We struggle. I struggle every single, every single day, every day, every day, man. But I'm just saying like, we have to remember that we're, I'm me and Caleb, especially we got to remember we're being watched. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's hard on us, man. Like, yeah, I told, I told him, uh, yesterday, like I, we were both from Batesville, but we're not in Batesville. Thank goodness. <laughs> like we're both just we're we're out. We're, I'm in Jonesboro. He's in Oxford. I mean, we're in college. And I literally I went back to Batesville and I went up to the community center and I was shooting around or whatever, uh, working on my game. And this this kid, I don't I don't know this kid. I do not know this kid. And it made me kind of sad. But he came up to me and he said, hey, I just want you to know I've been listening to your podcast and it has encouraged me so much. I didn't know this kid. And I looked at him and I I didn't know how to react because most people have been people I know. But we're starting to get to a point where people are hearing it that we don't know. And so it made me realize, like, man, we are being watched all the time. And it's like I made an effort to say, that's awesome, man. Like you've been like, how have you been? Like try to talk to him and not and not just be like, oh, thank you. And like be too big time for people like (laughs) You know what I mean? No, for sure. It's definitely, it's definitely being uh, under a microscope for sure. Um, I mean, that's kind of been us our whole life. So being preacher's kid. Yeah. But it's definitely different when I've, we definitely put it out there like, Hey, this is what we stand for, man. This is what we're yeah. doing. Um, but uh, that's what this episode, it, it goes back to applying the Bible stories because it's applying throughout our lives. Yeah. It's not just me and Caleb on here going, yada 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 blowing smoke yeah like, everything we're is, talking about is from scripture this is this is what, this is the reason we're doing it it's not about me you it's it's seriously about this and this is what i want it to be about all the time mm-hmm. and that's why we're gonna break down some more stories so it's it's yeah. it sticks with you yeah and i want to yeah and i want to i want to talk about daniel a little because there are so many people that as soon as everybody like says hey you should do this like, like, okay, it's like you're on this path, right? You're going straight and you're following the Lord and what he wants. And then you have a few people to say, hey, yo, I think you should do this. 
and then you just go off and you do something totally different. Like what if God calls you to go on mission? He wants you to go to Africa. And then that summer instead, your boys are like, Hey man, I think you should do this. No, no, you can go next summer. You can go next summer. And it's like, you're not following like what you feel like God has laid on your heart. Daniel dealt with that. This is the, okay. This is what you should know about every single story in the Bible. The people that made the decision, Daniel, who was in the lion's den, he made the decision to trust God. Paul, he made the decision to go to Jesus after he was Saul. David, he made the decision to trust God going up against Goliath. These people didn't just magically go, oh, I'm just going to choose God. Like, no, they had feelings. They had emotions. They felt these things. They felt anxiety at times, depression. They felt probably insecurity. They feel these things. But the difference is that they choose. Everything is a choice. It's making the choice over and over and over again to trust God every single day. And that's what Daniel did. He was in the lion's den. And if you don't know that story, basically, everybody in the land uh, that he was at was like, hey, yo, like bow before the king. And God said, I don't want you to bow before the king. They made up a rule. that was like, if you don't bow before the king, you'll be in a den of lions. And God was like, yo. I don't, I don't care basically. And don't bow before him. And he didn't. So Daniel spent all night in this lion's den and the line, it's not for you. It may not be a literal lion, but for you, it may be you being at your school and everyone telling you, yo, stop talking about Jesus. And you keep talking about him. And when every single person is looking at you and telling you, you're doing something wrong, that one person, that one person that was an atheist may come up to you and say, you know what, man, I've decided to give my life to Jesus. And then that that's one more person in the kingdom. That's all. No, that's, that's also like, I mean, that's our mindset with this podcast. When we started just mm-hmm. one person, just one person says, I like that. I needed to hear that. That's mm-hmm. all we wanted. You know, a lot of times we look, not just in Bible stories, but in the in the people we're reading about. Paul, the one greatest missionary of all time. Would you say, Caleb? Would you say? Yeah, he was. He went from Saul to Paul, and he had to make the decision. Hey, I'm going to trust Jesus. It's about choices. Right, but um, I love what he says right here. This is the mindset that I want to get to. Um, he's saying this in Philippians. Philippians. I know what you're going to say. We were talking about seven. No, you don't. You don't know. Yeah, what I'm I talking yeah about. I do. Yeah, I do. I said, but whatever was to my prophet, I now consider a loss for the sake of Christ. Mm. What more? I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ. Rubbish. I mean, look, he, this guy, there's also when he's in uh, prison, he's saying, uh, what, what was he saying, Kelly? He said, uh, I don't know it's if it'd be better about, for me to die or to live. Yes. But no, for now, I will live. No, to, to die is to gain, basically. Right. Yeah. He has this mindset that everything is it's it's rubbish compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ. And that's so true, man. I mean, when we finally step back, like, quit listening to this mindset as like, I wonder who he's talking to and say, I wonder what I need to hear right now. Mm. This yeah. is what you need to hear that every single thing is rubbish compared to knowing Christ for sure. And you need to get with your friends, tell them that you love them, tell them that they need Christ just like you do. Because guys, we're called to love each other, not just make money, then die. Like what, what's the point? Yes, bro. Go off. Oh my gosh. Money is worthless when it comes to finding purpose. 
quote me on it, even though it's not for me. Uh, but, but no, okay, yes, yes, yes. Think about in the Bible, like we've said, all these people had to make tough decisions. There is not a story in the Bible where it was just this picture, this picture perfect, clear, like, hey, this is really easy and I'm going to do it. No, it was hard. It was emotional. It was like Peter, dude, even Peter, he denied Jesus three times. Or he did, It does not say Peter cried a little after that. It says Peter wept. He wept and he was like, oh my gosh, I just denied Jesus Christ. What in the world? But bro, I want to talk about when you, when we're talking about your friends, okay? I want you guys to think about this. When you're with your friends, people that you know are not going down the right path. And I've had this experience with people lately. When you're around people that are not going down the right path, that are searching for fulfillment in places where they'll never find it. And you look at them and you see them going down this path. It's you're a good friend. If you tell them you're doing the wrong thing in the Bible, Paul says, is it not my job? What does he say, Hudson? Is it not my job to please God, not to please people? You shouldn't, like, when Hudson and I talk, we are not looking to please each other. We're looking to please God. If I have to tell hus- husband, if I have to tell Hudson, yo. So- yeah, he told me I look cute earlier, too. Oh, yo. my gosh. No, if I have to tell, <laughs> time out. if I have to tell Hudson, listen, bro, what you're doing Let's say Hudson does want to get a husband. No, I'm just playing. Like if if I tell him, yo, you're not doing the right thing, then we have to be able to come like like to sit down and just be like, you know what? You're right. I got to get back in the word. You know what? I'm. You're right. I got to get back in this. And it talks about that in the Bible. There's some verse that says like. Speak the, speak the truth in love. Yes. Speak the truth in love. And um, the path, what does it say? The path of the righteous is why is straight and narrow yeah the, the passage the path of the wicked is uh long and wide but the path of the righteousness is straight and narrow it's like that it's gonna be harder basically but yeah yeah well and i mean bro when it comes to faith like i said almost all these people have always had to choose faith at some time you have to choose it everything is a choice and i've i've found that when i make my choices when i'm not in an emotional place i guess you'd say like when i'm clear-minded it almost always comes back to god the best decision you know happens with god and think about david dude david was facing a giant that's insane if you really think about it bro imagine right now imagine if a giant pulled up to your house right now the giant pulled up and he was and all like, like, I got this sword and I brought you this slingshot. That's it. Yeah. Like, and God looked and like, God told you like, Hey, I want you to do this. Would you do it? And yo, I'm talking to myself. I'm not, I'm not lying. Like, yeah, for sure. For sure. That's tough. A lot of these guys, I mean, the mindset they have is just crazy. Wasn't it that the 12 disciples, they all got, murdered in some awful way yes that yes yes and jesus he's, i think jesus told him, one of them. jesus told him that i'm pretty sure yeah yeah he's it'll come with suffering um like i was saying with um how all these guys are just so inspirational and how they knew they were going to have to live a horrible ending but uh be glorified in the end and have eternal life which is the overall goal he says to him uh suffering will flow into your life 
just as it did mine, but my comfort will overflow your glass. Like guys, there there will be troubles, there will be hardships in our lives, but just remember Take that heart because I have overcome the world. Just just know, just know that uh, his he will always be way more than anything you can imagine you're going through right now. And I okay, I want to elaborate on that just a little because a lot of people, please, like, huh, please, oh please, I, a lot of people like whenever you say, oh, all I need is Jesus. A lot of people think that that means you lock yourself in your room, you never talk to anyone, and all you do is just be like, all I have is Jesus. That's not what it means. It means that in your everyday, day-to-day life, going to work, going to school, whatever, it means that when tough times come, you have someone to lean on. It's not about you in the sense of your life is about something bigger than you. Like, like, Like whenever people say like, oh, it's not about you in like a Christian sense, that doesn't mean you can't enjoy your life. (laughs) I don't like when people say it like that. Like that means that whenever tough times come, whenever you, I don't know, whatever is happening in your life, that means that you can lean on Jesus and you can hold on to God's promises. HUD, let's talk about God's promises. I want you to talk about that for a minute, what God does promise us in this life. Okay, well, it's been proven that every single one of God's promises came true mm-hmm. and there's still one more out there that's not been fulfilled yet um about him coming back so um, well, yeah, yeah, you I everything just, I yeah I, I just think I have in my pocket that he will but I just mean in the sense of like you know I will never leave you nor forsake you and, oh my gosh yeah and like well there's these different verses that are all about like whatever time you're going through he can cure it like cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. And a lot of people think that like, yes, while that was back then or whatever time it was, you know, in the new Testament, it's very true in today's world. I don't care what it is. God can cure you from your pain, your anxiety. God can heal you from it. Your depression, he can heal you from it. And it's all in God's promises. When people say God's promises, it doesn't mean I can go, God, please give me $10,000 and God will give me $10,000. No, that's not what it's talking about. His promises are not based on material things. His promises are based off of spiritual things, spiritual problems, such as your anxiety, depression, and all that. And we talk about it a lot because it is a really big problem in our world today. No, bro, uh, for sure. Um, I I live by those basis and promises that uh, he will be there because without his comfort, like I said, I don't know if I would be here, honestly. Um, but, but the thing is, uh, it's always unfailing. There's so many verses. I'll walk through the shadow valley of faith. I, I saw fear no evil for the Lord is with me wherever I go. I mean, there's all sorts of different um, with me, uh, stand with me, stand by me. Um, he And he does, man. Uh, it's when we really, a lot of people don't see the fruit though, man. A lot of people always say like, how do you feel, God? How do you see God? It's not just like, oh hey, you know, it's right. it's through it's through a relationship that you build, right? You know, you you get what I'm going at, Caleb? Okay, but sure. it goes through <laughs> it goes through this relationship that you have to build up and to see and look in different areas of your life that you usually wouldn't look over or they're not paying attention to you know what i'm saying well like what is it it's in first john first john 12 something 
where it says no one has ever seen God, but people see God through us. Right. right. People see God through us and the way we live our lives and the fruit we bear and the things we do. Like one of my favorite quotes is your life may be the only Bible someone ever reads. And that means that how people see you live your life can inspire them to come to Jesus. Like, okay, we're the ones now God is the one, or I'm sorry, the Holy spirit is the one that convicts our hearts and the Holy spirit is the one that saves, but we're the ones that spread the word. It's a part of our purpose. It says in the Bible, like one of your purposes in life is what's your favorite great commission Hudson. Therefore, uh, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, uh, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teach them in truth, and to, obey, and to obey everything I have commanded you, and truly I'm with you to the very end of the age. Exactly, and what that means is that it is literally a part of our purpose. It is ingrained in us. Like I saw a quote one time by Jenny Allen. She said, uh, it is like ingrained in your DNA to serve others, something like that, because it's a part of your purpose. Like er, er, your brain is hardwired to thrive when you're serving others. That's what it was something like that. And it's like scientifically proven that it's less stressful whenever you serve others. And what does it say in the Bible that that is one of our purposes to serve? For sure, guys. So look, when you're reading, next time you flip open your Bible, the Bible, me and Caleb like to say. But look for something and relate it to your life. Don't just read over it and go, yes, God, but say, how can I think of that into my life? Am I producing good fruit? Am I living like Paul? Am I living like Saul? You know? Or, yeah. Am I living no, like No, no, no. Don't Saul? live like Saul. Gosh, we're living like have, Saul or am I living like have, Paul? Yes. Our words have not been doing good today. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, as you get it, um, it's really just from the heart, man. I mean, just apply it, apply it to your life. It'll make it a world of difference and, and a lot more easier to read. Yes, and when I've said, like when I've talked about Daniel, the reason I've talked about Daniel is because like in my life, I've seen instances where it's been hard for me to trust God when I've been around other people. And it's been like, yo, I really want to like do what everyone else is doing. But then I remember back to Daniel and I remember that it was worth it because here's what it says in the book of Daniel. After uh, he... Daniel prayed three times a day, just as he had always done, giving thanks to his God. Daniel prayed three times a day, bro. Daniel is committed. Um, but there's this part down here. The king, who was not a believer in God, said this across his whole kingdom. So he said this. Then, king, like, after Daniel got out of the lion's den, the king was like, oh, my goodness, God is real. And this is what he said. He said, then King Darius sent this message to the people of every race and nation and language throughout the world. Peace and prosperity to you. I decree that everyone throughout my kingdom should tremble with fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and he will endure forever. His kingdom will never be destroyed and his rule will never end. He rescues and saves his people. He performs miraculous signs and wonders in heaven, in the heavens and on earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. And that was all because one dude was like, yo, I'm not going to do what everyone else is doing. Yeah, bro. Guys, just remember that whatever lines in or struggles you're going through right now, God can get you through it. If he can sure. put you through it, he can get you out of it, man. So, all right, we're going to wrap up with some prayer. Uh, I'll get it. Yeah, he'll use it. Yeah. All right, dear Lord, thank you so much for this amazing day. I pray that you 
help us during this time to apply these Bible studies and these stories to our life and understand that this is not the word. This is the living word. This is the living word of you. And this is something that will help us in our everyday lives. It will show us that we can be strong. We can be courageous and we can thrive in every environment we're given because of you, God. God, I love you so much. I thank you and I praise you for everything. And I ask that you uh, help us just to go out and inspire other people to live in such a way that glorifies you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Did you did you not hear me at the end? Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Well, you were like. I was just praying a little bit longer. What's up? No, you're good. All right. See you guys.